What's up? Welcome to Ube Island. This is week two of the Sixer season. And for week two, it was a massive success. We went undefeated with big wins against Toronto, a blowout against the Magic, and another blowout against the Hornets. So that's two quality wins against two playoff teams and the Hornets who are kind of rebuilding, but they're decent. They're not that bad. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff to take away from these games, a lot of positives. First, Tobias Harris is playing at an all-star level. Next, Seth Curry is way better than I had ever anticipated. Third, Matisse Thibel is back in the rotation, and he's back to doing Matisse things. Fourth, Joel Embiid is absolutely dominating, as he should. Fifth, Dwight Howard's shooting clinics after the game and lastly Ben Simmons hit a three so before we go over all those I'll do some recaps of all the games that we played this week starting with Toronto so the game against Toronto was pretty close it went down to the wire but we came out on top and got a win against our so-called rivals and one of the competing teams in the Eastern Conference and you got to remember that this game was coming right after that Cavs debacle that embarrassing game where we couldn't shoot anything so it wasn't a surprise that we started this game off shooting absolutely terrible and we found ourselves in a deep hole early somehow we found our shot and we came back late with a strong end of first half run to tie the game but all of a sudden the Raptors answered back with two quick threes and a transition layup to build up an 8-0 lead going into half which was pretty depressing (laughs) anyway in the second half Joel Embiid would actually hurt his knee I think he hit it with somebody and he looked like he was going to be out of the game but he ended up coming back and right when he came back we grinded grinded out a comeback an 11-0 run to tie up the game and then in the fourth our defense came came through and our offense led by Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid we were able to pull us away from the Raptors and then Seth Curry hit that game icing three-point shot at the end to win the game to conclude, the Raptors, even though they lost Marcus Hall and Serge Ibaka, they're still a really competitive team. Nick Nurse, he he's really good at getting his players to compete at a really high level. I mean, defensively, they're still pretty much the same how they play. They're always super active and they're switching around. They're always closing in really hard on three-point shooters. And it was tough for us to get open shots in the game, and that's why we struggled. But luckily for us, we have Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid who can create their own shots. And that helped us pull away in the end. Still, the Raptors have that annoying but successful backcourt of Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet who always find a way to make the big plays. I mean, Kyle Lowry, even though he he's really annoying to play against, I've always respected him as a player. He's... He's very smart. He's a hard hard player. He always makes a big shot. 
And then there's Fred, Fred Van Fleet, who also just always makes the right play and always seems to come up big. And even though they're like 5'6", I think they're 5'6". They had to be 5'6". But anyway, even though they're short, they play big, they play hard, and that's why they won a championship. And those two guys are going to be pretty critical for the Raptors' success this season. Of course, you also have Pascal Siakam, the all-star. He's also going to play well. And then OG Onanobi looked pretty good to me. And I think he's going to get a lot more of the load this year. But the issue with the Raptors that I think is that, one, they don't have that big that could guard Joel Embiid anymore. I mean, Aaron Baines, he has the experience. He knows how to guard Joel Embiid. But JoJo is just a lot sharper this season. And he has more space to work with, <laughs> which is always trouble. And they also, the Raptors, they also lack that that extra punch. I don't think they have that extra punch that they could use against other teams that have that extra firepower like us, Celtics, and then the Nets as well. But we'll see. Like, Nick Nurse, he always, he's a good coach, and he'll find a way to get this team competing at a high level. But, yeah, screw the Raptors. <laughs> So yeah, that Magic game was a big blowout win for us. And the Magic looked pretty terrible. They weren't making anything. Kind of similar to how bad we were playing against the Cavs. I mean, it's just one of those days where nothing goes in. And even though it was a big blowout, and honestly, you could have turned it off at the end of the first half, there is a lot of things that happened in this game that I had to go over. I mean, I'm looking at my notes right now. And it is a lot of stuff. So where do I even start? I'll start with the Ben Simmons 3. It's pretty early. It was not really expected. I mean, Ben has has shown that he wanted to shoot a 3 in the Raptors game, actually, at the same spot. And everybody knows that Ben's best or his money 3-point shot is at the corner. And the crazy thing about this play was that it looks like it was designed. I mean, if you watch it, you'll see Danny Green setting kind of a pick low against the defender and then Embiid passing it out to Ben Simmons, who was walking into that shot pretty much. And yeah, he switched it. Looked pretty good. And now you're kind of wondering if if he'll shoot more. And I think we did use that play against use that play again in the next game but the defender was on Ben so he didn't shoot it <laughs> anyway that was Ben's first three of the season and that's one out of my predicted 10 threes of this season so we're on a roll and here's the craziest thing about this was that on the next play Markel Fultz almost hit a three himself and I'm telling you that would have been the most mind-blowing thing I've ever seen in the NBA to see Ben Simmons hit a three and then on the next play Markel Fultz hitting a three that would have blew my mind I would have the world would have exploded but it didn't happen speaking of mind-blowing things another mind-blowing thing that happened in this game 
was Mike, Michael Carter Williams, the great MCW, actually shared the floor with Markel Fultz. <laughs> that may, may have been one of the worst shooting backwards in NBA history at that point. But yeah, it was really, it was, it was a lot of, I felt a lot of emotion seeing Michael Carter Williams on the court with Markel Fultz. I mean, I still love those dudes so much and I'm still rooting for them and how Michael Carter Williams is still in the league is amazing and I'm happy for him but he I see, he, I see that he found a, a spot in Orlando and same as Markel and I'm pretty happy for him and to dig deeper into Markel Fultz he looks pretty good I think the foundation that he built right now as a player is something that he can grow upon. I mean, Markel's not exactly how he was coming out of Washington, of course, but he has the skills and the foundation that made him successful in the first place. And with Markel, what makes him so special is that, one, his size, he's 6'4", he's big, he has wide, he has long arms, he's fast, he's athletic, and that's something that never left him he still has that size he still has the athletic ability and yeah it's but uh, uh you can see like through um through his years in the league you can see how, that he's he's practiced a lot he's gotten way way better at finishing at the basket i mean there are so many nice finishes at at the line and he's always had that ability to go to the basket i mean come on like a, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when people were making fun of him for his free throw shots, nobody really sat back and thought to themselves, why is he even shooting free throws in the first place if he can't shoot the ball? And the answer was, is that Markel Fultz has always been elite at driving to the basket, and that's how he gets to the line. And yeah, he still he still has that ability. He's still sharp at getting to the line. He's still blowing past defenders, even Ben Simmons. He's a good defender, and he's good at using his athleticism, his size, and his long arms to finish at the basket. And I think that's going to keep him at a high level throughout his career. And then his shot, of course, I had to talk about his shot. His shot is still, it's good. It's a good shot. Fundamentally, it's a, it's a good shot. Everything's right about it. I think mean, he didn't have a good shooting night this night, but I could tell, like, any other night, other than this one where the entire magic squad was kind of off i think he would have made those shots and they're good shots he he's taking shots out of pick and rolls he was taking open shots when they were there he just didn't make them they were either too short or yeah they weren't like bricks but the thing to appreciate is that his confidence seems to be really high He's really benefited from playing in Orlando where no one really cares. I mean, not a lot of people even know who Nikola Vucevic is. <laughs> He's one of the best centers in the league, by the way. But yeah, his confidence is key in more than anything. I mean, his ability to have confidence in himself to take that shot when it's needed is going to propel him to higher levels. And I think he's going to be He's, he's eventually going to figure it all out, and he's going to kind of be in that all-star discussion. I still have high hopes for Markel, and I wish him the best. 
other things in my notes. I have a couple notes about Joel Embiid in this game. Even though the defense, there's not really a lot of good defenders on his Magic team. I was impressed with JoJo's moves in, in the post. I saw him go to his left a couple times because defenders, they're starting to notice that Joel Embiid only goes to his right. So it's nice to see JoJo have that counter to his left. He had a nice spin move. But the thing is that he's still finishing with his right, which will be a problem. But overall, I, I noted that that he did pretty good. Next, Matisse Thybul, of course, got time in this game, and he got his first points this season. He knocked a couple threes, and he had an and one. Then he played outstanding defense with, you know, his usual picks, his steals, I mean, and then his blocks. So, yeah, pretty happy about that. And lastly, Dwight Howard, of course, making his comeback to Orlando, this time as a Sixers player and a champion. First time back in Orlando as a champion, and he was booed. And yes, there were fans in Orlando. They allow fans there. And yeah, he's pretty. He's he was getting booed. And I was about to go take a flight to Orlando and fight every single one of those fans. <laughs> yeah, we beat Orlando. That's that game. Uh, lastly, this is also in my notes. I forgot to mention it, but those Magic uniforms are offensive and I am mad at them and they piss me off for some reason I mean the Magic they have some of the best jerseys in league history whether it's the pinstripes or those uh, shiny star jerseys that Tracy McGrady wore in 2001-2002 and yeah these jerseys are so trash <laughs> I'm sorry like the pinstripes are whack the whole Magic template that jersey generic looking jersey so bad I don't I'm just hoping that they get a rebrand because, man, they are awful. But, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Shuffled his feet there a little bit, but shot missed. No harm, I guess. Aaron's all the way to the cut and throwing down two. What a play by Tobias. Is that dude? Now it opens up a lane. Biombo, boom, getting some. Tobias with the finish over two Hornets. So, yeah, the Hornets game was another kind of blowout. I mean, the Hornets, they kind of stuck around thanks to Terry Rozier going off for like 35 against us, hitting like seven or eight threes. But yeah, we had that game mostly in hand. The Hornets aren't really that good, even though they have Gordon Hayward. They have a lot of good players on the team. Devontae Graham and then Scary Terry, as I said. But that team is not going to compete. <laughs> and LaMelo Ball is there, of course, as well. And I'll get to him in a second. First of all, I had to talk about Danny Green. Danny Green has been finding his way. And this game, he started out really, really on fire. Hit three threes in the first. And it looks pretty good. It wasn't just Danny Green that was shooting well. It was everybody. Everybody was pretty much making anything, everything. And it was just one of those nights where everybody was making their shots. I mean, I think we hit 50% of our threes early on. And I, there's nothing that the Hornets can do, sadly. I mean, when everybody on this team is playing at a high level, I think nobody can beat us. <laughs> I'll say that. 
And as you heard with that highlight, Tobias Harris is dominating. He completely yammed it on Bismack Biyombo and some other dude. Don't know who it was. But yeah, that's that's the fire that I need from Tobias. And yeah, Seth Curry also had an amazing game. And I'll get to him in a second. Uh, trust me, I will get to him. And yeah, that's all I could really say about this Hornet, Hornet game. Uh, about Lamelo Ball, uh, he looks exactly like Lamelo Ball, <laughs> except the difference is that he's now playing against real NBA players. But he looks like Lamelo Ball that I've always watched from, you know, wherever he's been at Lithuania to Australia. I mean. He's a big dude. He makes great passes. He has a great feel for the game. <laughs> his IQ, his vision is the big thing. Like, he can see things a mile away. And whether or not he'll be better than his brother, I, I think that'll be true. But the question is, is what is what is his ceiling? What Can Lamelo Ball be an MVP candidate? Can he be a big-time player in the league? And my answer for that right now is that I really don't know. I could see him being more comfortable scoring. He looked he look good scoring. Missed some shots, but he's really good at the basket. You know, his layups are insane. But seeing him as an all-star in the future, I don't see it right now. But I hope he does because those jerseys, unlike the Magic, the Hornets got some fresh pinstripes, man. And I, I'm going to need that. Lamelo Ball jersey, man. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But yeah, that'll do it for the game recaps. And now we gotta go over the headlines. All right, so headline number one, and that would be Tobias Harris playing at an All-Star level. Through this past week, it looks like Tobias has finally settled into this new system, and he's playing like he's always been playing to be honest. The only difference is that, of course, he has more space to operate. And he's and he's not that what he was used as before, which is basically just an ISO scorer. Because we used to pass it to, to Toby when, you know, the shot clock's running down and our play failed and we couldn't get a good shot, so we pass it to Toby, who isolates and chucks up a really hard, contested shot. And that was basically Tobias Harris in the Brett Brown era. But so far in the Glenn Rivers era, he is not that guy. He is getting the shots that he wants. And he's getting to his spots, which is like the mid-range, of course. And he likes driving to the basket. But the biggest change this year is that he has space to operate. So it's not really fully on him. The pressure's not all on him. And since it's basically one-on-one with the defender, Tobias is able to post inside or drive inside or get whatever shot he wants. And he's been making the right shots, and he's been hitting it. And we're going to need this all season long if we're going to continue to be successful. And, yeah, 20 points a game for Tobias Harris, along with his rebounds and some assists. So really proud of Toby. Headline number two is Seth Curry is way, way better than I had anticipated. (laughs) 
when we left, when we got rid of Josh Richardson for uh, Seth, I was thinking it was a straight-up trade of defense for offense. We were going to get a really, really good three-point shooter, and that's it. And yes, we did get an outstanding three-point shooter. Seth is an amazing shooter. He is definitely one of the best in the league. But not only did we get a shooter, we got somebody who can create his own shot, somebody that can make shots in the clutch. And we got a guy who could pass the ball real well, and he could play defense pretty good too. Not at an elite level, but he's definitely not a liability on defense. And that is insane. Seth's been absolutely outstanding for us so far. I've been in awe of just some of the stuff he's doing. I mean, he, he saw the clutch shots that he made, like made like the three-point shot, and then the shot in the first game to win. I think it was a, a runner in the lane, contested too. And yeah, he's just phenomenal. He could hit the three, he could hit any shot in the mid-range, and then he finishes at the basket, kind of like his brother. Like, they're both good at the basket. But yeah, nothing but praise for Seth Curry. He's absolutely phenomenal. And I need to get his jersey. <laughs> at line number three, Matisse Thibel is back in rotation. <laughs> and yeah, it took a Furkan Korkmaz injury to get him back. But yeah, he's he's back in. He's getting good minutes. And like I said, it's it's his defense that's his biggest asset to the game and he saw the impact he made in the Orlando game making steals and then his blocks as usual I hope he could really find himself in the lineup and offensively he was making some threes and then I saw him drive for an and one so I'm really happy about that but his him being in the rotation is up to him being productive on the offensive end and not making dumb fouls on defense because he could cut he finds himself in trouble a lot but overall i'm just happy to see matisse back in the lineup at line number four joel Embiid is dominating as he should he's getting 25 ish and 10 a game he's getting his blocks playing defense he's active he looks really sharp and as i said last week i don't want to see him in the post and he's since then, he's been limiting his time and work inside the post. There's not a lot of post-up opportunities. I don't know if that was a decision that Glenn made or JoJo decided to do that, but I'm very happy because now we're seeing him feast on the face-up face up opportunities, and we all know he's better facing the basket because he has that jump shot. It's pretty much unguardable, unblockable, and he nails it all the time. Other than that, he's being Joel Embiid. He's getting to the line. He's shooting his free throws, and he looks pretty sharp so far this season. No complaints. He looks really conditioned pretty well, and, yeah, it helps that he has shooters again, so spacing helps. Headline number five, it is Dwight and his ongoing shooting clinics that he's holding after the games. I mentioned it last week with Ben Simmons. He took Ben Simmons out after the win. They took some shots, and I thought that was it. But no, it's now a tradition. He is taking uh, players out to shoot after the game. 
think the next time he did it, it was with Tyrese Maxey and Isaiah Joe, two rookies. He had them shoot out, shoot uh, some extra shots after the game in their tank tops. <laughs> I think so, yeah, in the warm-ups. Yeah, and then lately, I think he took uh, Matthias and some other people for shooting after the game. I think it's really cool. I still am really appreciative of what Dwight has given this team. And I like that it's now becoming a part of the culture, that Philly culture to, you know, put that extra work in. So thanks, Dwight. <laughs> the last headline being Ben Simmons hitting a three. Uh, I already talked about this already, but <laughs> congrats, Ben. You need to shoot more threes. I I really hope that he can become more confident shooting three. Like, I see him traveling around the perimeter sometimes looking for that extra pass to come to him. He, he I know he wants to shoot that three. But, yeah, congrats, Ben. So that is uh, the week two recap for the Sixers. Uh, another week of basketball. Thanks for listening to the Ube Island podcast. I got to go to sleep. I gotta go back to work. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Peace.